Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. Now, here's your host, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner. Well, happy holidays out there. A beautiful Christmas season is upon us. I am Jay, your host, your conversationalist, right here on the Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk. Kicking off December of 2023, I would like to say where has the year gone? It's been so fast, but in the mortgage and real estate world, it's actually went slower than normal, possibly for all of us with the inflation and high interest rates in the air. It is good to transition to the Yuletide holiday season where we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate Jesus, the wise men, and everybody collected in our holiday group. So today, I uh, come in the studio a little bit more nervous than usual with the first sip of my energy drink to do an absolute first here. We do some unique shows and some unique firsts. We've done 4th of July shows. We've done veteran shows. I've done even Labor Day shows. And of course, we do the annual traditional Christmas podcast radio show where I have read Christmas stories and guests like Bill McAfee has come in. But usually and typically, this is a finance and mortgage an interest rate and investment property and seven baby steps and financial budgeting. And those things all still apply. I come to you as a licensed loan originator. But this month, I come to you as a child of God. We're going to do something very unique. I still would love for you to reach out to me, please, for your purchase and refinance needs. And not only in Colorado, like the blessings will flow. I'm now licensed in 16 separate states, stretching all the way from Utah down to Florida. Just call me at 719-330-1457. I'd love to help you with your next purchase or refinance mortgage, especially if any of you are self-conscious about having credit cards that are exceeding 5000 and 10000 and 20000 especially with balances like that coming in through and after the holidays, I can help you get a solution. Of course, we don't want to necessarily touch your first mortgage Hopefully, that's fixed at a very low rate at 2% or most likely 3 or 4%. But we have fixed second mortgages that help you consolidate out of your 25 to 30% installment and credit card debt into a fixed rate in the high single digits. But most of my focus today and throughout December is going to be on a brand new series that I am braving. Now, in concept, I would like this. And I plan on this being a four-part series. And with the drum roll, Matt, the title is Life at the Time of Jesus. Now, today, here we are, the first Saturday and Sunday in December. And that brings us right here on the second 
my hope and my goal is to, on this first Saturday the 2nd, and also on Saturday the 9th and the 16th, respectively, continue the conversation about life at the time of Jesus. And then culminate on the eve of Christmas Eve on Saturday and then Sunday the 23rd and 24th, finish with a full spiritual but also a historical account of Joseph and Mary and their return and annual migration back to Bethlehem as part of life at the time of Jesus. Now, today, I really am excited to share with you as I had the great fortune to actually visit Israel in October of 2021, and that is magical and a miracle figuring what is going on in and around Israel today. But I'm going to start to talk about the different households within Israel or Judea at the time in Jerusalem, talk about the living outside of the walled cities in villages and the village house, but then also the Jewish and the Israelite professions, what they did all the way from working in the fields, the domestic animals, the life of a shepherd, a blacksmith, a a carpenter, a weaver, and of course, a fisherman. And like I always do, I'm going to have conversation that involves real estate and I'm going to have conversation that involves financing. So just Buckle up that I have a special guest come on and we are going to talk this entire hour about life at the time of Jesus right here on the Jay Garvin Show. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment brought to you by locally owned Rocky Mountain Climate, a family owned business. Hey, where's the Well, welcome all. I am Jay Garvins. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Garvin Show, where I talk everything home and mortgage right here on KRDO and the platform of your choice. If you're listening on the radio and you haven't listened to a podcast, you can go to all the platforms from iTunes to iHeart to Spotify to Google Play and everything in between. Just Google The Jay Garvin's Show, G-A-R-V-E-N-S. And every year I like to create something new and special. And this year I'm doing it with a bang where the entire December four-part series all the way through the eve of Christmas Eve, I'm going to be talking about the life at the time of Jesus. And this is a conversation and a story and some travel to Judea or modern day Israel because I had the seed planted when I had the great blessing of going to Israel in October of 2021 for a wedding actually. And I was so excited with my wife and my daughter to go because we went, it's one thing to go somewhere majestic in the world. And I've been in over 35 countries and 
50 different cities all the way from Istanbul to Tulupagale in Honduras to Berlin to Kuwait City to Paris to London and New York City and everything in between. But without a doubt, one of my most memorable trips and vacations was to Israel because not only was it a new and exciting and very important and spiritual and historic place for me, but we were able to do it with literally 25 of our closest friends through a dance studio that my daughter dances at and one of my very close friends, Uri, who was born and raised in Israel and served in the Israeli Defensive Forces, IDF, like I did United States military. Both of us were pilots and we really connected but I was able to walk the biblical lands of Jerusalem able to go to Caesarea able to go to the Sea of Galilee able to go to the the Dead Sea and so many more that I got some wonderful booklets did some wonderful reading and I continue to and said, you know, it's on my heart to talk about the life and the time of Jesus and to start it all off with a bang. It's important to understand that this series, I hope, because my experiences, I know, were like a kaleidoscope, very different colors and shapes and experiences all combined together with a touch of light. Tel Aviv and Caesarea is very, very different than Jerusalem. Jerusalem is one of, if not the most majestic city I've ever been to. I absolutely passionately love Paris and Berlin and Istanbul. And there's even some majesty to Kuwait City and some of the areas in the Middle East. They all are connected. If you go back to biblical times, many of the biblical stories are throughout Turkey and what we know as Iraq and Iran today. Definitely Jordan, which is to the north of Israel. But this whole setting is right off of the Mediterranean Sea. In fact, when I went to Caesarea, and I'll reference this later, of course, the great King Herod built an infamous port on the eastern boundary of the Mediterranean. And for those of you who are not historical nuts, Tel Aviv is kind of placed midway between Beirut, Lebanon, above Tel Aviv, up in the upper portion of the eastern Mediterranean, and then Cairo, Egypt, which I've been to as well in the Great Pyramids, which is down at the mouth of the Red Sea. Very significant historical places bridging upon Africa and the conflicts in the uh, African theater and World War II and everything. But now we go up and go back 2,000 years where there was already a rich history and we look at Judea of the time. And it's very, very interesting because in looking at the history, I told my wife I had to read four to six hours just to encapsulate the history that we're observing because biblically the history of Judea, the history of Israel, the history of the Jew and the Israelite is documented very, very well in a book we call The Bible and More. But for the history that I'm talking about, the the genealogy of Jesus, you can look for it right in the book of Matthew chapter 1. First verse just says the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And there's actually 14 generations between Abraham and King David. And then there's another 
14 generations between David and the exile of the Jews in Babylon. And then there's another 14 generations between the exile of Babylon and the actual Messiah coming, Jesus. And 14 is a significant number because seven is a historical and significant number. But this is 14 generations and 14 generations and 14 generations. Typical generation is 20 to 25 years. But that first 14 generations between Abraham and Adam and King David, the great king, was actually 1,058 years. I mean, there are individuals like Moses that lived as long as 900 years documented, and people say that's a fabrication, but these dates are documented all the way down to the month and the day of birth and death. And then you have another 14 generations that more stereotypically covers 424 years between King David and the exile of the Jews to Babylon, and then you have another 14 generations of coming back out of the wild and then coming back over as the 12 tribes did over 14 generations and the final coming of the time I'm talking about life in the time of Jesus. So there's 2,062 years or over 42 generations even before we get to the foundation of the life that I'm going to talk about today. And it's really miraculous. I didn't even talk about the Roman and the outside influence to Judea and living as a Jew in that time. But at least only to mention this was the time of the great King Herod. Uh, This is the time when Roman rule is just taking an oppressive overlord stance with the Jewish people. This is the temple being built, majestic cities. And in this time, I start out with what I migrate towards the most is what were the households like? What was a house like in Jerusalem? What was Specifically, let's go right to the the meat of it and look at what a wealthy person's home, a Pharisee's, an aristocrat in downtown Jerusalem where I walked and roamed the streets, where you have a very small walled city to this day that still has a Christian sector, it has a Muslim sector, it has a Jewish sector, and then of course an Arab sector. There's all different tens of thousands, more than 40,000 people living today within the same walls that have been there for millennia, for over 2,000 years. And it's very interesting that you can have 2,000 years, and I just explained 2,000 years of evolution and progress to get to where the story is, yet it's 2,000 years away from where we are today. And when I looked and in the books I read, it's interesting, you go into Jerusalem and the same laws exist. One of the first things I read about these households of the wealthy within Jerusalem, which they call the upper city, and they said, just like we do today, what's the number one component of real estate, or at least in this case, the three most important attributes to real estate? Location, location, location. You take a piece of land in Colorado Springs that's neighboring Pikes Peak National Park, look at the entire Manitou Springs or Woodland Park or anything on the west side of I-25. It's location, location, location. If you've got something on Florida that's on the seashore, like Fort Myers or Miami, location, 
location, location. And it's no different. When you look at all of the houses, they were compounds, usually between 1,000 and 4,000 square feet. My wife and I do a lot of walking around Colorado Springs. And you can go to some of the houses in the Old North End and others in the Broadmoor that are still the type of structure of the masonry, stone and stucco, and fewer high windows on the outside, but gorgeous courtyards. Very, very common around the world if you go into the great cities of Paris and Berlin and Istanbul and Cairo, Egypt. It's all the same. There's a lot of high fences, high concrete walls, and then people in these houses in the time of Jerusalem lived inside where there were courtyards that were their places of dwelling. All of their windows and their doorways went into their compound and everything else was protective. There were beautiful inside these elaborate mosaic and wall, which are called frescoes, which are these beautiful watercolor murals on the wall because their fixtures were permanent. They didn't have any of the Michelangelo's yet to hang on their wall or pictures that we get from Hobby Lobby now. They were all the mosaics and they had the most spacious houses, like I said, a thousand to four thousand square feet and these courtyards and under every single courtyard was a cistern because in Judea and Jerusalem where it's dry eight to ten months out of the year they would store their water and they would have stores for their food dried dates dried figs fermenting wine barleys and wheats and flax seeds all of this were in stores and of course the wealthiest stored the most these are tumultuous times of not knowing when the next evader or aggressor is going to come but all of their furniture as well as i walked through the ruins of these houses in and around jerusalem and even in caesarea where king herod had his ports you had these beautiful ritualistic baths you had stone utensils and glass and fancy dishware and it's so amazing when you see variations of these houses in the more dry and arid, especially as you go down to the Arizona and in parts of Spain and in parts of Italy. It's not a lot different than the Mediterranean life in Tel Aviv, Caesarea, or in this case, Jerusalem. But all of these large houses in the upper city were exclusively put aside for the wealthiest of the wealthy. This is very, very different from what you got experienced in the middle class to lower class Judean lifestyle. And I'm going to go into that. I have a special guest that's coming and we're going to talk about some of the luxuries that those individuals had in these wealthy households. But after that, I'm going to get into the village house and the village life of the common Judean Israelite during the time of Jesus. So don't go anywhere. Call me at 719-330-1457 if you have any input on this lifestyle or just want help with your next purchase or refinance mortgage. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show, 719-330-1457. Face the strain to change your hills. It's gonna have to be a different man. Tell 
Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk. Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back now. Here's Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. Uh, Well, thanks for sticking with me. We are in the favorite segment for me. Today, I'm actually talking. If you're just tuning in, Jay Garvin's, I'm your friend. You can get a hold of me at 719-330-1457. And I'm having a hour-long conversation with you and a month-long relationship covering life at the time of Jesus. And of course, because I'm a real estate show, I always talk about real estate. And I'm going to finish the final segment about the life in Judea in the villages and the village houses that incorporated more than 95% of all of those living in the time of Jesus in Judea, what is now Israel, around Jerusalem and Caesarea, which is now Tel Aviv, all of this on the east side of the Mediterranean. But I shared with you the top one-tenth of one percent of the Romans, the Pharisees, the aristocrats that lived in these very beautiful manors within the halls and the cities of Jerusalem. Housekeeping. Even back 2,000 years ago, and as my guest shares with you, it's as far as 3,000 years ago back with the Egyptians, were the gorgeous, illustrious women of the time that had implements, that had procedures of literally taking care of themselves. And what better person to have in the studio than uh, my favorite, Kelsey. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And thank you for calling me your favorite. You're mine too, Jay. Yes, because... (laughs) You listening, this is a real estate show, but at the end of every show, I say go grow and prosper and tell someone close that you love them and take care of your health because that's what matters more than a ornate house in the upper city of Jerusalem or let alone the implement or the mortgage. It's your health. It's your self-image. It's your friendships. It's your longevity through happiness in life. And when I opened up this book talking about the life at the time of Jesus that I got when I was in Israel and Jerusalem, I have to read this for you, Kelsey. It said the Roman and the Pharisee and the aristocrat wives, especially this Nero wife's empress, Palpea, they would do nightly face masks 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And it's so cool because um, it, they've been doing this for so long. and uh, For millennial. Yeah. And it's funny, like, like we use stuff today derived from the very ingredients they used back then. So listen to this. Yeah. Actually say that they would use face masks from dough, but more commonly actually from donkey's milk, 
which they called an ass's milk, and they would bring these herds around with them. And why would they do that, Kelsey? So when they would bathe in this milk or they would wash their face with milk, they actually would notice after the fact they would have more glowing skin and more moisturized skin What's as well. What's that from? It's from lactic acid, which really? is naturally occurring in milk. And especially at that time, it was raw milk too, so it was even more of a pure form. But they, lactic acid is used today in all of our skincare products, as well as even in-office treatment chemical peels, because what it does is it exfoliates the top layer of the skin. It works beautifully with other natural acids to help with cellular turnover, with clearing up acne, helping with aging, hyperpigmentation aging spots. It also helps to also moisturize your skin, believe it or not. And so with all of those benefits, we use that today in face creams, in in in-office treatments, and it is accurate. Like back then, they They knew that because they would see the result after bathing in milk and they would get that similar result there. And if they, I mean, obviously it's not a chemical pill for them back then, but they were using it daily and Uh it was safe to do so. And they were getting that daily benefit of lactic acid. And you see all their implements and even down to their combs, they would have these ornate combs. And I'm like, why are they doing that? And they're like, oh, because that was the best to pull the lice out of their hair. Yeah. Okay. When you go to Springs Body Sculpting, there's not a stable in the back where they're milking the goats and the donkeys. (laughs) Get your facial butt. We don't have fresh raw milk. Sorry, guys. We don't. But specifically now with you and what you provide, because this is the Christmas season and it is the time that we're giving gifts and pray to God after a very long year spoiling yourself. At Springs Body Sculpting, you've kind of got three categories of services. You've got your body category, your skin and face category, and then your women's health. Just kind of in a minute or two, touch on that, opening up a large brush stroke of products that you guys have. Sir, within body, what would someone want to think about? So I keep it pretty basic when I explain. Body is anywhere from body contour. People usually think of skin tightening, a fat reduction, fat loss, liposuction. Both uh, We have non-invasive and minimal invasive options for more intensive results. We also have a medical weight loss we just added Uh and hormonal optimization therapy for both men and women. Now we're becoming more of a all-in-one wellness. And that's great. And that's a good transition because we've also got like the skin in the face. That's where my wife gets involved with you. And then what do you have in that second category? So then for skin and face, you can think head to toe for face, neck and chest. You think of anti-aging. You think of that's where we do our custom corrective chemical peels. We and facials. We also do um, skin tightening. We do double chin removal. We do cellulite reduction. We do all skin tightening. Again, non-invasive, minimal invasive. We do intense pulse light, which is IPL treatments to help with um, hyperpigmentation, uh, discoloration. And then the third... The third group is in women's health is now where you've added some things yes. of what? So women's health, uh, intimate health, we have hormonal optimization, um, uh, other intimate issues that we can address and take care of, and we good. personalize and customize that per patient. And that's good because you guys have kind of bunched it together. So yes. if you're so listening here, kind of think of affecting and improving your body and then improving your skin and face and then the overall health. women's health. And men's health too. Hormonal mm-hmm. optimization is also for men and medical weight loss. So all of the in between. Oh, really? You yeah. guys, you've come so a holistic far approach in the four everything. years that we've been together. And I was blown away on how this has not only gone, because this is relatively new to a city the size of Colorado Springs. Yeah. But this has been around for millennial where I'm taking it back to the time of the Israelites or in this 
this case, the Jews in Judea and in that area. But like you said, it goes all the way back to Egypt. It does. Even when you think of clay masks, we all know clay masks on your face. They've been doing that for so long. Dead sea salt scrubs. Just did one of those in October when I went there. Yep. Even we teach that at our school with dead sea salt scrubs all over the body, head to toe. We do back facials with actually clay masks from the Israeli area. It's really cool because they re- there really are so many studies and health benefits of that particular area in the Middle East where Jesus lived. And all of the common ingredients we use to this day in our facial or skin treatments are derived from back then. That and even just... long before. It's really amazing. There are proven health benefits for everything with that. Even detoxing benefits with the salt scrub from the Dead Sea. Yeah, and it is just absolutely amazing. So what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you during the holiday season? So you can give us a call at 719-387-0630. Or now we've added, you can text us at 719-259-0024. And then you've got an amazing location up there by Centennial and Garden of the Gods. And you've got an amazing website. And we don't know what we would do without you, Kelsey. I can't believe that it's already December. But please don't go anywhere. I'm going to continue the conversation after the break and move outside the walls of Jerusalem and into the village and the village houses and what they did from their professions ranging all the way from a blacksmith to a carpenter to a fisherman. So don't go anywhere. Call me during the break at 719-330-1457 so I can help you with your next purchase or refinance transaction or just to give me feedback about the conversation of the day and that is life at the time of Jesus. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin's. We want to pump you up. Friends, thank you so much for staying tuned in the series. You're in my conversation about life at the time of Jesus. And I do want your feedback, please. This is really going out on a limb. This is a very first that I'm taking an entire four weeks four different shows to go outside the traditional conversation of just real estate mortgage and budgeting and retirement. And we've talked about life inside the city walls in the upper city, what a typical home for the wealthy inside the walls of Jerusalem at the time of Jesus. But I want to paint a brush over the 
villages and the village house where a majority of the Jews of the time of Jesus, the Israelites, lived. And it's very interesting, sadly enough, because you see it poking up where I live in the Broadmoor or the Old North End or in Rock Rimmon or in different areas. You start to see fences around houses coming back. You start to see crime rising with cars getting stolen. Even the mayor of Denver now, you think they'd get the message, has had two of his cars stolen. Let's curb back the lack of policing. But my, I get off subject because Back then, it was a lifestyle. Like, even when you went outside the walled cities that were specifically made to protect the people within the villages all around Galilee, all of Judea, they would not put their people out on the plains. They would pick slopes and hills and something that had a good view for approaching roads, made sure they were near water sources where these villages scattered, more than 240 of them, just over northern Israel alone, were very, very small encampments, maybe two to four acres. If you had a larger village that maybe had a partial wall, protecting it from a hill would be maybe 10 acres, but very congested. And in the village house, you would still have narrow streets. What's very, very interesting is very few doors on the outside of the houses, very few windows. The windows were very high up, literally six to eight feet up at the very height because they were for light and for ventilation because they had their ovens inside their houses. They didn't have HVAC back then. They just had their burning stoves inside their houses and these windows were only for ventilations. And you would have the people in the center of the city and the only portions of these villages that even had doors that were overtly facing out to the streets and the alleys were the actual tradesmen. You know, your your blacksmith, your iron goods, your glass goods, anybody who was moving product would open to the street and everybody else would have a protected tall, narrow house and where the wealthy lived and strolled out in their courtyards, most of the common day Jews at the time of Jesus would live and do many things up on the rooftops. So these are all brick and clay and mortar houses and their roofs were not the traditional terracotta tile that you see in New Mexico and more of that style, but they're actually made of three components of planks of wood that were either cypress or cedar. They would have straw woven mats that would be your seal. And then on top, they would do clay hard surfaces and flat. And then up on those ceilings is where they would get their sunlight, where they would dry their goods. That's where they would socialize because their cities were very, very vertical and the village house like i said the shopkeepers homes like the vendors of the knives and the ropes and the butchers the the carpenters with their furniture and so forth would open up during the days but everything else would close and everybody would go outside of the village 
to work. Now, yeah, different professions, but in each of these villages, just watch the people come out every morning where families would actually have plots of land that were 8 to 12 acres, and families would walk an hour or two out to their fields back and forth every day, and it didn't matter whether you were growing wheat, whether you were growing barley or flaxseed, possibly you were going to orchards or groves of figs and dates, orchards and vineyards and all of this. And then they would pull back and there weren't cars of the day, folks. Their domestic animals were their workforce and horses were far too expensive for the common folks. So it was really goats and mules and donkeys. There would be the occasional oxen. Or cows. And it's interesting, they would keep their oxen and cows close to them within the confines of their homes and small stables. But of course, the flocks of the sheep and the goats and so forth would be on the outer portion of the village. Just like, as I'll get into more detail next week, the professionals like the blacksmith and the weaver, their shops would be on the outside where they were. The tanners, the people that would tan hides and individuals that would be the blacksmith with the shops and everything would be at the very outskirts of the village because of the chemicals of the tanning and the smoke and the billowing of the blacksmith. It was very, very organized and structuralized, folks. And this was 2,000 years ago. And when I walked throughout Israel and actually saw the ruins in Caesarea, when I actually saw the livelihood and the palace remains of Herod the Great and the archaeological times that they were living in were miraculous in itself. So I'm going to continue this conversation. The biggest thing that I want to share with you as we move forward is that we have blessings today. And I saw these portrayed through the struggles and the progressions, such as the time at the life of Jesus, has brought us to where we are today. So as I state at the end of every show, please go grow and prosper. Tell someone close to you that you love them because a thread of that society 2,000 years ago on the shores of the Mediterranean is really brought us to the progress and the evolution that we have today. And if you've not found your passion, your calling in life, pray to God that he deliver it to you because that's what I found in you, the radio listener. So tune in this entire month as I go through life at the time of Jesus. And next week, we're going to get into the details of a blacksmith and the details of a weaver. And we can't forget the fishermen because that's who Jesus went to first. As his disciples, you've been listening to The Jay Garvin Show right here on Cardio News Radio. Music is power. Let it flow through your mind. You just like a flower. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio. I know